0: Today, I welcome a superbly talented part of the Shenmue music community to the dojo. You may have heard his music through the last few years, taking the original Shenmue tracks and recording and adding new elements to those to highlight the beauty of the original Shenmue soundtrack. So much so that he is now working on the music for the recently announced Dragon and Phoenix project. Alongside this, he has released EPs called Seisei, Yukio and Serenity, all using Shenmue inspiration to create his own original tracks. My guest today is Richard Cartledge. Hello, Richard. Thank you for joining me on the dojo this evening. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you, Matt. How are you?
0: Yeah, all good on uh, my week off from work Uh, and puppy chaos, but (laughs) we'll leave that there, I think.
1: And the match as well. Don't forget the match.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got over it just <laughs> now. They did very well. Um, congratulations to Italy, though. I know there's a few Italians who, who listen to this, and I've interviewed one of them, and he was giving me a bit of stick beforehand. So, <laughs> well done. yeah, well done. Never mind. And I'm proud of them anyway. But we're not here for football as much as I love football. Um, we're here to talk about obviously Shenmue and your music. And your own sort of bits and pieces around it. But I want to dive into a question I always go into when we start these interviews. And that is can you sort of give me a rundown of your gaming history, what got you into gaming, and how you discovered Shenmue itself?
1: Well, I've been playing games since I was, since I can remember, since I was a little kid. I was playing Sonic 1 and 2. And um, yeah, I love playing the Sega Mega Drive games when we used to have cartridges, which was, which is strange now to think about it. Um And, yeah, I uh, played uh, the Sega Saturn as well, uh, there were a couple of games that I enjoyed on there, like, um there were, I was listening to the soundtrack to it uh, the other day, actually, it was called Battle Arena Toshiden, I believe that was the name of it, and there was just some music there and it just took me back, I was just like, wow, this, like, music's my childhood, <laughs> and... um yeah, um, I've just been playing games all my life. Really, just been um, trying to keep up to date with the um, the latest games coming out and stuff for a long period. Up until now, I'd say where I'm, I, I still play video games, but um, not as much as I used to. <laughs> um, I do still play Shenmue a lot, though. <laughs> That's one thing I do. I, I definitely play Shenmue uh, One, Two, and Three a lot. Uh, but besides that. There just aren't many games that I've played that kind of capture the same, um, the same kind of uh, feeling as Shenmue does, um, and how interactive the world is. I mean, I, I've not played many open world games to be fair, but the, but Shenmue was kind of my introduction to role playing games, and um, I, I didn't, I didn't know this uh, game. I've never I've never heard anything about it until I read up in a Dreamcast magazine um, that featured uh, Shenmue 1 in the beginning of this VHS that you uh, got with the magazine. And as soon as I saw Shenmue, I was like, what is this? It was like, uh, it wasn't like anything I'd ever seen before. Um, and the storytelling and um, just uh, the graphics, especially when I saw the graphics, I was like, I've got to get this game. <laughs> um so yeah that it, really um as I said I still play games but Sh- Shenmue is still my favorite game that I enjoy playing.
0: So talk me through your first experience obviously you saw it on the vhs that came with the dreamcast magazine can you remember when you first got it and popped that into your dreamcast and and what did, do you remember what you did first for example
1: well i was going on about it for ages i was like i need to get this game so as soon as i got it i uh, remember distinctly one thing is i got through the first chapter of the game you remember when it was on four discs and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah those are the days and um yeah, I remember completing the first chapter before you go to New Year um before you go to the harbor sorry. And um I realized that I didn't have a memory card. So, oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's in the middle of the night, so I was very very upset because I thought, oh no, I'm going to have to play it all again and I'm wondering if you know, I needed that little bit of information cuz you didn't realize that when you played it again you might have a different experience the next time, um, so I was very sorry about that. I had to start the whole game again, but it wasn't a problem because I realized there were things that I discovered that I'd never um, noticed before throughout the first playthrough
0: So so how did the world draw you in to Shenry? What was it about the world that sort of caught your attention
1: it was It was just the people you'd everywhere that you went this was a, li- uh, a living breathing world um you could go into the barbers and speak to the barber you could go uh to the yeah, ajiji and uh speak to uh the restaurant owners there there was just this it was like living another life you know besides your own and i was just really engaged with rio's story and where he was going to go after these like terrible events happened with his dad and just the slow paceness of it as well. Some people weren't such a fan of that. Whereas, well to me, I, th- I just thought that was incredibly different that you could just wait out a whole day before you needed to be in a certain area and then that would trigger a certain cutscene. I, th- I, ju- I just think that's very unique and I don't think games do anything like that today. In fact, I don't, I, th- I think Shenmu's a one of a kind game truly, no matter, how many open worlds I see. There's just something incredibly more engaging with Shenmue because you can talk to any character you want. You can explore any building you want to. It's just um, unparalleled.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good word for it. And uh, did you play Shenmue 2 straight away after playing Shenmue 1 or did you pick it up later on?
1: Oh, I I had to play uh, Shenmue 2. As soon as you got on that boat at the end of uh, Shenmue 1, I was just like, I have to play the second game. So yeah, it wasn't so long until I obviously got Shenmue 2. And um, what was really interesting, I think um, in one of your interviews, um, one of your guests was talking about a similar uh, event that when Ryo gets off um, the boat, how isolated he feels from society now because he's just you were at home, and now you're out in China. You know it's very different from Dubueta, and I kind of felt that as well with Riel. You know, like you do feel like an outsider in the game, looking around for information. You're worried about where you're going to stay for the night. So, I've never, I've never been, I've never been felt so engaged by a character before. To be honest, I just wanted to see where Ryo was going to go next and how he was going to change over time, you know, because Shenmue is a, a story about revenge as well, but I've heard uh, Yusan Yusan mention before that we're going to see a lot of things change with Ryo over time. He's going to, not so much, I, 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 don't get me wrong, I'd still love to see Landy and Ryo having a fight, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just one of those games that I, I wish he could tell his story fully and without any restrictions because... As well as the Kickstarter was absolutely fantastic and one of the greatest E3s of all time. It's worrying that Yusan I, I just, I just hope that he has the uh, everything that he needs to complete the fourth game because people say they wouldn't mind shortcuts. You know, if there was a, another way of telling the story through um, chapters and things like that. And I think that's a that that would be cool. But we've all. I think everyone would agree that we've all wanted to see Yusan just do the story that he wanted to tell. You do you know what I mean, Matt
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, I do. And obviously we don't know where it's going to go story wise for Shenmue 4, but I do think we're all unified in that Shenmue's a game first. It's not for me to say that I wouldn't be happy like with the anime, which we'll obviously talk about a little bit. I'm happy for more Shenmue products everywhere because it gives exposure to the franchise itself. But for me, Shenmue's a game and I think you lose something if they carried on the story beyond Shenmue 3. That in a format that wasn't a game personally
1: I just I just couldn't see it done any any other way to be honest um, as it started as a game all, all I've ever wanted as a kid is just to complete this series uh, and in the way that it was meant to be done you know um when going from this small place like the and then going to a place like Kowloon was just so great for its time and when we got to finally visit Niaowu in Shenmue 3 I thought that was really cool as well they did a they did a lot right in Shenmue 3 I really did think that Yu San really tried his best to um capture as much of the Shenmue essence as he could for this installment um understandably there was um Certain things that he wasn't able to finish. I, I do believe there was a section, there was an extra place that he was talking about in the Kickstarter, and I can't remember it off the top of my head.
0: By Village, it was in the Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, as soon as I saw the images for that, I was like, "I need to, I need to explore this. <laughs> this looks amazing." <laughs> I, I would love to see more content like that in the next game because uh, Kow, Kowloon blew my mind as a kid. You know, going from Debuita to uh, Kowloon, that was great, and I've, and, and I still. I'm fascinated by Kowloon today, you know, the, um, the whole place itself. It doesn't, it's obviously not around anymore, which is a shame, but, um, I I was lucky enough to visit Japan and I visited the Kawasaki warehouse and, um, that was an interesting experience. Unfortunately, I think that's closed down now as well, which is a real shame. It it was, it was pretty neat. It was, it was this arcade surrounded by pieces of the walled city. You could see pieces of the walled city and like the windows and, uh, the opium dens and things like that, and it was just a bit mind-boggling when you first walked in. You're like, "Wow, this is a bit strange," but it was a that was a very interesting experience. And he captured it so well. In uh, I noticed as well as I we were looking around at all the details, I was like, "Wow, you, you really captured the feeling when you actually go into Kowloon." I think he did that excellently.
0: I think he did. I mean, from the photos I've seen of Kowloon, it was very run down. Very.
1: It was a horrible place to live. Yeah, very dense and horrible. Well, some people, some people um, managed to secure a life there, and they said it was all right. But it, when there are places like opium dens and dent, dentists who uh, don't have licenses, it, that doesn't sound too good. No,
0: no, it doesn't. But I mean, I think the aesthetics that were in Shenmue Two for Kowloon were very. I mean, it was only based on a small section of it, of course. But it just it, it captured it that 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 feeling of being in t- tight and close, almost that, not lawlessness, but a feeling of you're not quite totally at games, me, Yeah, is, is the way I'd put it. So, yeah, it, but that's testament to Shenmue and it's world building across three games, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still am shocked these days. I was playing it the other day, um, sorry, Shenmue too. And um, I was just exploring just some random part of the stand quarter, I think or in one of the buildings in the stand quarter. And I was like, Literally every room is, you you just go into a room and every room's got detail, everything. I mean, just for its time, it's a marvel. Even looking at it today, I just think there's so much depth in in this world that hasn't been, uh, you know what I mean? It hasn't been captured the same way. I think he's a very unique storyteller and he's a very particular person. He likes things a very certain way. And as I was saying before, the slow paceness of it and as it slowly builds the world and stuff, you really feel like you are in real shoes, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's testament to the world building, it's testament to the character building, it's everything together, the music, which we'll obviously talk about in a moment, and uh, it's a very unique mix, as you say, the pacing's not for everybody, especially in this sort of gaming environment where I think gamers want faster-paced experiences, but I think there's room there for a game that just asks you to step back and Shenmue does that. That's the game that asks you to step back, to take your time, to take it in. And especially in the world today, which yeah, does go around at 100 miles an hour, I think that's probably a life lesson in some respects as well.
1: What was your first experience, Matt, when you found out about Shenmue? I mean, have you always been interested in Japanese culture yourself?
0: I mean, Japanese culture, it was peaked by Shenmue, in all honesty. I mean, I was, an abridged version of me finding the game was a friend showed me in a, in a Dreamcast magazine at school. Yeah. And I thought, I must play this. Like you, the graphics and the presentation of it was was, was what what hooked me. Then I actually put the game in <laughs> and was living in this you know, Japanese town. It was my first proper experience with like Japanese Asian culture.
1: Yeah, yeah. Y-
0: you give that with immense storytelling, a soundtrack to die for, which I think even these days stands the test of time compared to current modern games as well and everything else with it and I just for me they just hit a gold mine and yeah. it, it got a passion much like you where I just thought I need to need to see this through
1: yeah yeah most definitely I mean um, the Shenmue Dojo has been around for a long time now I remember um, when Shenmue 2 obviously was finished and we got to the end and we were stuck in that cave for a long time um yeah <laughs> The Shenmue dojo never stopped. You guys saw it through till Shenmue Three came out, and it's just amazing. I think I remember sending, trying to send a letter to you, San, about how disappointed I was that I, that I couldn't play Shenmue Three. But I think I might have sent it to you guys by accident. Bear in mind, I'm only a kid, so somewhere <laughs> I found this really angry email. Yeah, there's there's no other game like it. There's there's no other game like Shenmue. I mean, um, it's impacted a lot of. Uh, people and, and and especially a lot of creative people as well i mean the stuff on the community that you see when we've got people like rio x and we've got james reiner and we've got um so many minds you know involved in shenmue and uh it's just a it's a fan base like that you've never seen before um everyone's so so devoted to the uh to the franchise they only want to see this man tell his story and it's it's just great all the stuff that you've done um I've been following you and James for a, uh, for quite a while, and everything that you were uh, put on uh, Twitter, I'm always I'm always keeping an eye out. I want to see that Shenmue Four announcement soon.
0: <laughs> Believe me, so do we. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm waiting for that day. I think we'll probably break the internet when that happens. I've got everything. Yeah. I'm touching wood as I say it. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. That was
1: um, great right at E3, though, were not it? I mean,
0: oh yeah, I mean E3. Take, I mean, you take Shenmue 3 out of it. I mean, you're talking Last Guardian, which is a personal favourite game of mine. You had Final Fantasy seven And I'm thinking, we can't get any better than this. And then all of a sudden, Shenmue 3 turns up and <laughs> and all hell breaks loose on the internet. It gives me chills to this day, <laughs> now.
1: Yeah, I mean, Last Guardian, I was like, whoa, what is this game? And then Final 7 came up. And my, my best friend is a huge Final 7 fan. So he was just like, whoa, and then I saw Shenmue 3 on top of that. I was like, what is going on with this conference? You know, It's just insane how much good good games are coming out. And uh, I still rewatch that clip to this day. You know where the guy... Um, is it Michael? Oh, Michael Huber, yeah. Huber, that's right. Yeah, when he jumps out of his seat. <laughs> it's classic. It's, it's so good.
0: Yeah. His reaction, I think, was all of us together.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that as well, actually. I was like, if there's any die-hard devoted Shenmue fan. There's an example right there. The way you jumped out of his seat, I was like, man, this is crazy. Absolutely crazy.
0: And that's what, what's what Shenmue does to people. And we're lucky enough now that I think the series is in a better place. I know Shenmue, three-divided opinion. And as you say, there are some things it did very well. There's some things it didn't do quite so well. I'm going to sort of move away from that because I think they've been discussed to death over I don't know how many interviews and whatnot. I want to talk a little bit about the anime because obviously what has sparked in part of the revival is the Shenmue anime and what, what are your views on the anime and where do you see it going
1: I think it's a great idea <laughs> I think it's good exposure for uh, you san. I hope like more people will get into the anime and want to revisit um, revisit the games as a Shenmue fan I just hope they are able to catch it because because we were talking about pacing I hope we're just able to get a product that you could easily say that this is Shenmue because um, I don't know quite what I mean by that but uh, you sort of just have a feeling about it you're like yeah this is definitely a Shenmue thing like a serious Shenmue thing and from what I've read on Twitter the art one of the artists who's working on it I think can't remember the name but um, they said that it's going very well progress is really good and Hopefully they'll have something to show us very soon. I'm 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 excited.
0: I have no inside information on this. This is purely speculation. But I just there's the Crunchyroll Expo on the fifth of August. It starts, and that was where they unveiled the fact it was even happening last year. And I don't know. I'm just thinking the stars are aligning, and we're going to get a trailer. That's my personal opinion. I've got nothing to back that up. It's just me guessing.
1: I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait to see that trailer. I'm I'm just interested to see as well how Shenmue translates from a game um, to um, an anime. I mean, I do like anime and hopefully this will be one of those series that I'm like, yep, this is another one of my favorite anime series. Um, I hope it just, uh, I just hope the best for it. I mean, I think they've got really talented people on board and and from the artwork that I've seen, it just it has its own style does doesn't it it's uh, It's quite distinguished from uh, some of the other anime that i've seen so i'm I'm very excited i am i
0: think I think it's a good thing as well that it has its own style because I think it will define it
1: yeah at first on in in wholeheartedly i i i do um I am looking forward to it now, but at first, I was very worried because I thought well, we've always known it as a game. How, how would this translate into an anime? How are the scenes going to play out? I just hope it has that same kind of feeling of engagement because it's such a beloved world. So many people love this world. They just want to see it paid respect, I suppose. You know what I mean?
0: I'd agree with that. And I think because um, Jason DeMarco, Toonami and um, Adult Swim, I think he's a Shenmue fan as well. He's played the games, So I think he understands what we'd be looking for. I'm, like you, I'm interested to see how it translates over from a game to an anime. But I, th- I personally think we're in very good hands with it.
1: I'm just surprised it's coming out as an anime in general. I mean, that's who would have thought of it? Who would have thought of that idea as a new way to get people involved in the story? I think it's a great idea.
0: And with that, we're going to play our first track of yours in this interview. It's the Do Neo rooftop fight, which is probably one of my favourite scenes in, in the whole of the series, actually. Um nothing better than a counter elbow assault. So yeah, enjoy everybody. This is the rooftop fight. So that was the Dunio rooftop fight. Um, As I say, it's one of my favorite scenes from the Shenmue series. And I think Richard's cover of this is, is absolutely fantastic. And it's from a massive breadth of covers that you've done over the last few years of various Shenmue scenes. But I think this is personally one of my favorites. So brilliant. And it's good to have you on to talk about your music. So my first question around your music actually is, talk me through sort of how you got into music how you got into playing instruments influences and then sort of how you moved into doing the Shenmue music itself
1: i started playing piano when i was 6 mum, mum and my dad wanted me to have a skill so i started learning uh, piano for a few years and i didn't I, I did enjoy playing but as as time went on i sort of fell out of love with it because everything was classically orientated going in doing your exam pieces uh and then here comes your next exam i just didn't feel much of a reward system from it as a kid i didn't really appreciate it as much as i uh, as i could have i suppose but um later on down the line um my friend had a, a um a computer with garageband installed
0: oh yeah yeah
1: and, um i knew nothing and you know i i still um To this day i'm still trying to figure my way around how i I do my music um it's just um garage band was my introduction and i'd never really imagined that i'd be doing shenmue covers i just tried to write my own melodies and to be honest i think i started driving my friend insane because i kept going around to his house and using the computer all the time (laughs) he wanted to play combat evolved and i was like yeah man I'll, i'll be there in a minute but like um i was just so so fascinated by being able to create my own sounds i'd always played about on the piano little melodies that i'd make up but um it's um it's strange to think how now just how how much Shenmue's music has uh, affected the sort of music that i write um my original music it's it's very influenced on Shenmue's sound um and it's only up until recently I started um, writing my own material because I I didn't know where the, I didn't know where this music would sit. I was like, will anyone be interested? Do people want to hear more music like Shenmue? Which is a silly question, I suppose. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just thought, yeah, just go for it. Just write, um, just write your own album and see see how it does. And Shenmue fans have been incredibly supportive of it. Um, I was very surprised, actually, just how warm and welcoming the community was to some of my music. And um, it's it's strange having gone from like playing uh, the piano and doing my exams and not really enjoying it, to doing this now, which is what I absolutely love. It's kind of gone full circle, I suppose. It's, um, It's something that I just love doing every day. When I wake up, I'm thinking of the next Shenmue song I want to cover and delve into how they got those sounds. And still to this day, like with some of my covers, you will hear differences. Um, You'll hear some differences in the music, like, well, this should have been a certain instrument. And um, I just kind of think, do your own thing, you know, Um, as long as you maintain the essence of the music, you know, um, you should be okay and along the way people have just been really supportive about it
0: they have i mean quite rightly among the community your your stuff's out there all the time it's, i remember when you started doing it, it it created a really you know real positive impact i think on the community at the time in terms of a new take on the songs as you say they're not so different from the originals that you wouldn't recognize them but actually i agree with what you're saying that a cover needs a personal twist to it Otherwise, I think you you lose a bit of your own personality if you don't have your own twist on some cover. I mean, when I was gigging in bands, it was the same thing. We'd we'd put a twist on a cover because we wanted to have our sound on it without sounding arrogant, probably the way I'd put it.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. Um, and um, it's... A sh- obviously, I, I, I still try every time with my covers to put as much of the Shenmue sound into my music as possible, but never be afraid... To just kind of go with it, and if something sounds slightly different, people haven't complained so far, so <laughs> you seem to they seem to like it. So I, I wasn't expecting, to be honest, Matt. The first time that like um, I noticed people started paying attention was I did a cover of Earth and Sea.
0: Yes, I
1: remember that one. Man Battle, and um, that's one of my favourite pieces. <laughs> and uh, it was just amazing to get a good response from from that uh, from the people who love the games, you know, they, they really did enjoy it. And I was like, right, I think I'm doing something right here.
0: As part of your music, you're, you're covering Shenmue tracks. Can you talk me through sort of the process of identifying the tracks that you're going to cover, identifying the instruments that you want to use and sort of how you put it together into that fantastic final product?
1: I just try to emulate as much of the uh, sound as possible. Some of the sounds that we hear on the music now is very... Um, Without sounding, without sounding rude, um, it's kind of broken up now. Some of the sounds, I mean, the music is still fantastic and I still love it, but um, I always had this uh, part of me that really wanted to hear like a remade version of it. And I just, I just remembered something actually. Um, there was a guy called Nameless Legacy who did a cover of on." And that sort of gave me this uh, idea of thinking to myself, right, I want to do what uh, Nameless Legacy is doing. I want to get as close to these sounds as possible. So I I, I spend a lot of time in the night going over the same sound. I'll replay it over and over again. I'll isolate the rest of the sounds and listen very closely and see if I can find something um, as close to that sound as possible. And it's really all. I don't want to um, uh, make it sound that easy so to speak but I I just kind of go on my own thing I just I mix it my own way I I, I wonder if like if the mixing's going to be good enough um, I'm I'm always wanting to um, get better each time I do a new track uh, and the equipment that I'm working with i think does the job i mean we also know about um joe and george's music yeah if you've heard joe and george's music uh, the the music that they do is spot on it's 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 exactly like the music that you hear in the game and that, and and those guys have just done some amazing stuff and and they inspire me as well it's people like these um musicians on youtube just these people who have been aff- affected by the games you really take something from that you like sort of get their energy and uh you know it's just um a labor of love to me doing all these remixes there wasn't a set plan to um obviously keep this going forever and until i'd noticed lemon Hayes wanted to contact me about potentially working with him and um that's when I sort of thought, no, I, I want to keep persisting with this because there were times that I, I thought maybe I should, um, you know, give, give it a rest for a while. But uh, luckily, um, Lemon Hayes got in contact with me and it sort of reinvigorated me to continue doing what I was doing.
0: Brilliant. So, OK, then how, how and when did Lemon get in contact with you about the, the Dragon and Phoenix project? How did it come about?
1: It was very straightforward. He contacted me. Um, he contacted me on Twitter and just said that he loved what I was doing with the music, and he was wondering whether I'd be interested in working with him for the um, Phoenix and uh, the Dragon and Phoenix collection. So immediately I was on board. As as a fan of Shenmue, I was on board straight away. I was like, if I can do a good job, and they like what I'm doing, then of course I'll do it. Um, it's just a great experience for me as well learning all these uh pieces from the games that have had such an effect on me. Uh and it's just great to be able to uh be trusted with such a such a great collection of music. Cause um I I was concerned at first whether or not um It would be good enough.
0: That sounds awesome. So could you give me a bit more detail around your involvement in the project and anybody you're working with as well?
1: Well at the moment I'm one of three people that are currently working on the music. Two of us at the moment are remixing and one of us is writing new material for um, the Dragon and Phoenix collection. Apparently our progress on the games uh, was slowing down a little bit last month but we've uh, picked it back up and we're keeping really busy, we want to make a really good product.
0: I mean, from what I've seen of the project, it's going to blow minds. Um, is your music going across both elements, the dragon and the phoenix, or will it just go on one of them?
1: I think I'm mostly involved with the phoenix collection, so it's uh, sort of a reimagining of the a, a remix of the tracks and uh, a, a slight difference from the originals, um, but um yeah we've we've really made a lot of progress we've got a lot of uh, remixes done and a lot of new music which I'm eager to see how that works in uh what once we actually release this thing um some of the screenshots i've seen from um, because I, I I'm kind of the same as everyone else I, I don't know so much about what's going on um in development stages and stuff like that i've just seen the screenshots and it's fantastic i mean there's uh, snow on the ground in some of the shots, like filling the streets. I think that was how it looked on the Saturn original. Like, when it came out on the Dreamcast, I think they like kind of cleaned up the snow a little bit and it wasn't the snow, but they we're just putting all these features into it. Um, like the magic weather system and stuff, I really want to see how that looks. It'd be really cool to see how it all plays out, uh, gameplay and uh, fighting mechanics and everything like that. And, and I'm just excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to... Uh, um put my covers on and hopefully everyone enjoys everyone enjoys it as a different sort of shemo experience i think i think they will to be fair and
0: (laughs) yeah very much so and i think it's um it's going to bring people to a new new audience as well i mean the dragon of phoenix project has ended up on ign for example when it first got announced i remember that caused a bit of a stir across the internet so it's it's a big deal and um, i'm going to ask you you may not know it i don't know is um sort of how far through the, the tracks are you for the phoenix project or are you just being sort of given a few to do on a on a random basis
1: honestly i'm trying to get as much work done as possible i'm i'm, I'm doing a track almost every night and I, and and sometimes it will take a while for a track to be released um because i because i want it to be uh, i want to make sure that everything's ready but um, at the moment, there's uh, 100 remixes done, and within those, I, it's kind of guesswork how many I've done <laughs> at this point, There's um, you sort of get an idea from how many tracks there are on my uh, YouTube channel. You can sort of see an idea of how much music I've put together so far, but it's... A very long process because there was so much music written for both these games. But what's great about it is I'm working with two other very talented people who also know Shenmue's music. So we're doing our best to um, reimagine it and uh, give Shenmue fans something excited, uh, to feel excited about, something to revisit. I know we've got the anime as well, but um, hopefully in time when it's ready, I mean, no, no one knows for sure when this thing will be ready, but when the Dragon and Phoenix collection is ready, I'm really looking forward to that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we all are, actually. It's going to be a, a landmark day, in, I think, in the Shenmue timeline, shall we say. I think it's probably the way I'd, way I'd put it. And to have your music as part of that, must, I mean, for, from my point of view, it validates the quality of the work that you've been putting out so far to then get involved in that project, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's, so it's incredibly humbling, honestly. It's incredibly humbling when people post comments saying that I did did a good job. At, I I just feel so. There's no there's no feeling like that. I, I've been I've been doing this for so this music for so long now. I I still to this day don't know all the in and outs of the music. It's still a learning process for me. I'm still uh, I still hear things in songs where I'm like, damn, I wish I could knew what the you know name of that instrument is. But um, it's it's a very uh, it's a very inter- interesting project, project to be a part of because I love this music, but I don't know everything there is to know about this music. So gradually, as I learn more, it's very exciting. It's I think that's
0: how music goes, isn't it? As you, you get exposed to new tracks, and new sounds. I think that's just a natural evolution of of somebody as a musician. I mean, I'm don't call I'm not a naturally talented musician at all but i think back to when i first picked up my bass guitar to where i ended up when i finished gigging i think my my influences my my impression of music changed quite a lot over that time period And i suppose would it be fair to say it's the same thing for you like across doing these covers and then into the dragon and phoenix project itself
1: yeah it's 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 a long process. It feels like it's been a long process for me to get to this point where I feel comfortable enough to do this because um, I, I, I want to make sure that I do this justice. So it's it's the, the, there's no feeling quite like playing in front of a crowd. But I noticed as I started spending more time doing these covers and um, learning to write my own Shenmue music and stuff, I, I just felt like I was in my safe zone as I've sort of uh began these covers and stuff I've learned to appreciate um how um freeing the experience of uh writing my own Shenmue music is as well I mean it's had a really um, big impact on me
0: I'd also say the same that Shenmue's had a profound impact on obviously my life and the way I view video games as a whole as well as sort of video game soundtracks and how they sort of present themselves and I also think Shenmue's had a it's had a huge impact on every, on the community otherwise um it wouldn't have come back in the way that it did um you've started talking about your original track so I'm going to take a pause right here and we're going to play a song off of your EP Serenity this is called Waters of the Lijiang and it's one of my personal favorites <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. That was Waters of the Lijiang off of Richard's EP, Serenity, which is a personal favorite track of mine. And the EP itself is is absolutely fantastic. I believe it's still available on Bandcamp now. So if you haven't got it yet, make sure you pick it up because you want some original Shenmue-inspired music, then uh, you can look no further, quite frankly. So talking about sort of your original music, how did you sort of get into going, right, I'm going to write my own original Shenmue-inspired music? What what started it?
1: I've always noticed that, that when I've been playing melodies to myself, uh, when, I, when I was about, uh, I don't know, 14, 15, I kept playing Shenmue's melody over and over again. I was like, what is it with this? this... Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just over the course of time, the more music that I was exposed to with Shenmue, it just had this... It just had this effect. It kind of just took over my writing process. The stuff that I write now, I can't really help it. I can't really control it. (laughs) You know, it's just like it's a Shenmue song. (laughs) So um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's so many great tracks in Shenmue, and um, as I've been um, as I've been writing my own music, I've sort of um, just gained sort of a bit more confidence in myself to just kind of go ahead and you know if you feel something is good enough for releasing people and Shenmue fans will like it, you know, give it a shot, see what happens. And people have been very, uh, you know, very responsive to it. Um, people have been nothing but supportive about it. And the whole thing when you're writing an album is you have no idea where you're going with it. You don't know what's going to happen. You're just like, I'm just going to write whatever comes to my head, you know. And it's yeah. sort of kind of like I'm pretty sure like the Shenmue composers had sort of similar kind of um, a similar sort of work I think S- Suzuki-san would uh, tell them you know um, just write whatever comes to mind you know write something that just just go ahead write whatever comes to mind and I, and, and I kind of just went off that and I thought you know just whatever um, whatever melody you create just try and stick with it there would be plenty of things that scrap I was used to taking things and getting rid of them and stuff. And I get lectured about it from a friend to would be like, please stop deleting stuff. Just <laughs> release something and see what people think. And uh, yeah, Serenity, I was like, right six tracks. I think I've got enough material on there to kind of show people what kind of music I want to create and stuff. And just the response has been great. You know, um, I never really expected anything to really happen with it personally. It's such a very... Um it's its own genre, Shenmue. I mean, you have plenty of influences, like uh you'll hear rock music in Shenmue, you'll hear reggae music in Shenmue, There's all these different uh styles and just along the course of me learning the piano, I just ended up playing a load of Shenmue stuff on my uh on my computer and then I thought to myself, Yeah, I should try and do some covers as well. I'll I'll do my own music and I'll uh, see if I can um Recreate some of the original tracks, and I wasn't expecting uh, my first song to come off as well as I think it did. Um, I think it was the arm wrestling uh, music, and I personally wasn't 100% happy with it. I was like, there are little things that could have, you know, I could have done, uh, I could have changed, but people were so responsive to it, and they're like, this is great, you know, keep this up, you know, and I was just like, okay, all right, you know. Um, as I've wrote more music, I've just got more comfortable as a musician, and whatever comes out now feels a lot more organic and controlled, and um, it's just uh, it's just great to be also simultaneously involved with um, this uh, remake project, which I had absolutely no idea about. Um, as soon as I found out about the Dragon and Phoenix collection, I was like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I was very eager to see how they'd uh, update the game and we've seen the screenshots and it just looks amazing. Um, and I really dreamed of the idea. I was like, it'd be great if I could get in on this, you know, if um, if there was a way I could um, get involved in this project. And luckily enough, Lemon Haze contacted me and. Uh, the rest is history from that really
0: yeah very true and speaking of collaborations is there anybody in the Muni community that you want to collaborate with but haven't yet or is that sort of on the back burner at the moment with the work on the Dragon and Phoenix yeah.
1: project going well the F- Dragon and Phoenix collection is taking up a lot of my time um because I really want to uh I really want to get this product out and I want it to be really good so like I'm, I'm, I'm always working uh to make this Dragon and Phoenix clip. This is my main priority at the moment. But I would definitely like to collaborate with other people in the Shenmue community. Um, Rio X did reach out to me some time ago, and I still haven't got around to <laughs> collaborating with him. I mean, if you've heard his uh, 80s synthwave, uh, synthwave music, is fantastic. Um, I would definitely like to try working with him at some point. Um, whoever uh, wants to Collaborate anyone out there who feels like collaborating wants something to translate, um, they've got their own art that they want to express online and stuff. You know, just get in contact with me and I'll see if you know, uh, we can do something. But Rio X is uh, probably one of the top of the list, definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, super. It's, and like you say, it's 80 synthway stuff's top yeah. notch, actually. It's really, really good. That's great. So Outside of Shenmue music itself, are you working on any any musical projects currently, or like you say, is your time just completely filled with Shenmue at the moment?
1: In all honesty, my time is filled on uh, the Dragon and Phoenix collection. That's what I'm doing mostly every day now. Um, I stopped writing original music um, a little while ago now uh, because I just wanted to focus on this. This is my main focus. I mean, I hope to write uh, I, I, as as we were talking about collaborating. I hope to collaborate soon. I hope to have another album out, which would be great. But just for now, I'm focusing all my time on this um, on this remake.
0: Superb, lovely. And I have one final question for you, because I'm an evil evil man. <laughs> <laughs> um, to round us off, is do you have a final message for the Shenmue community?
1: Yes, please keep supporting Shenmue um keep the franchise alive and let's see uh you son's story through because we all know it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> and uh thank you very much to all the people on my twitter and my youtube page who commented and and uh enjoyed my music i really appreciate all the support so thank you and uh thank you matt for uh doing this interview
0: <laughs> thank you for taking the time out of your Evening to come on to the dojo show. You've been on my list for a good few months now, shall we say. So I'm glad to have finally got you on. Thank you. And what I'm gonna to do to close us out of this interview is we're gonna play one more track from one of Richard's covers. This is the Forest and guilin game in game four. A big, big contrast from the rooftop fight going into guilin but this is one of my favourite tracks from the games overall. So I'm going to let this song take us away. Thank you everybody for taking the time to listen to me and I'll be back with another interview very, very soon. Thank you everyone and goodbye.